Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and hey, Meve, plus you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. Don't you date me? A podcast where me, Nicole Byer, tries to figure out how I'm still single, even though uh, you could steal my dog, hold him hostage, and I would just say, okay, he's your dog now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I see this as my dog is next to me. I would be so sad. I'd be so sad. But, you know, if you kept the dog and we kept dating, technically he's still my dog. Anyway, okay, this is a special <laughs> bonus episode brought to you by BT's 20s, a new series from executive producer Lena Waithe following a group of friends trying their best as they hustle, struggle, and grow through their 20s. 20 centers around a queer aspiring screenwriter, Hattie, and then her two straight best friends, Marie and Nina, as they try to pursue professional dreams while testing the limits of diversity, equality, and inclusion in Los Angeles, while they live separate lives, the girls lean on each other for guidance as they navigate a chaotic time of life. Your 20s are a work of art. Check out 20s on BET starting March 4th. Search and post on social with the hashtag 20s on BET. On today's episode, we're talking all about the struggles of your 20s and how they've defined us. I'm joined today by Ray Sani, and you know her from writing on a Black Lady sketch show, The President Show, and Ralph. Yeah! I feel like you have more credits. Did uh, you you wrote on the good place? The good place. Yeah. Yes. That was why I moved to this godforsaken town. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> you can't say no to that. No, but, you say but oh, yes, I please. look around Thank this you. town. It, I should have said no. <laughs> I love how openly you dislike Los Angeles. <laughs> At this point, though, it's a bit like I uh-huh. I do genuinely truly hate it, but at this point, it's like. I could try to like it more. <laughs> it's so funny that you like are successful in working and you're like, I hate it. <laughs> oh no. Is that how that comes off really bad? Mm, no, it's not bad, but it's just like a lot of people who are not successful are like, I love my hair. And it's like, what do you love? You're not working. You're not doing I agree. a thing. Okay, so like the show 20s and BT is about struggle, hustle, and growth. Mm. And I feel like that is very very much my 20s like I worked I think three jobs at this like I was a nanny mm-hmm. I worked at, at an improv place mm-hmm. I would do shows at night uh I like I was just doing and then I was a hostess for a while and it was just like a lot of stuff under the table <laughs> to, like, a lot of cash. cash a lot of cash mm-hmm. in my 20s I was a broke stripper you stripped yeah I didn't know that I don't know if I 
don't want people to know it, but I don't bring it up right away. No. I guess it would be a wild thing to be like, hello, nice to meet you. I was a stripper. <laughs> um, were you okay? So I went to this uh, this club in Kansas called Baby Dolls. Don't know if it still exists. Okay. But this woman, Foxy, told us there's only three Foxy. types. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Foxy had a big fro. Okay. I wanted to make gorgeous. sure Foxy was black. Yes. There, okay. Gorgeous. I was like, <laughs> if there was a white woman named Foxy. Uh, it'd be very funny. I'd be, like, I, I would be very what, curious what, what about her. This? She would have lived a life, I feel like. <laughs> but she told us there's only three types of strippers. She said floor girls. Those are girls who like hump the floor. Uh-huh. Pole girls, they do tricks. Uh-huh. And then a face. They just stand there. Um... She's not wrong. So I want to clarify that I was a broke stripper. Mm. So I thought I was a face. Mm. (laughs) Uh, And to some people I was, (laughs) but uh, to a lot of people I was not. Mm -hmm. So uh, how long did you do that? Uh, Off and on for a couple of years. I think, you know, somewhere between maybe like 24 and 27 I would do it off and on, like so. I would try to have real jobs, mm-hmm. but uh, if I, I need to, stripping's cat, a real job. Uh, yeah, I suppose. Uh, yes, it's a real job. It is. It's a real job. It's not a job I expected for myself. Sure. So, any sounds of judgment is not judging sex work. It's my brain doing mm-hmm. to me what I was doing to me. I still do it to me about everything. Sorry. I wish I could have become a stripper. I just, I was too fat to ever think, like, I never, I've, to this day, I've never seen a fat stripper in a club. I don't think I've seen one either. And I've been to a lot of clubs. Yeah. I, I don't think I've, I don't think I've seen one either, to be honest with you. Right? Absolutely not. No. No. I like when I was watching Hustlers. I was like, "No!" <laughs> I was like, "This is not believable." <laughs> I have not watched Hustlers because I have PTSD, so mm. I have not seen it. Not PTSD, but girl, like, I, I, it's it stresses me out. Well, it's like okay, I like sex work is real work, stripping is real work. I just think clubs need to take more ownership that, like, people are vulnerable. It's a fucking racket. It's a fucking racket. I Did you work won- in a club where you had to pay to perform? So every club, pretty much, you have oh, to yeah. pay to perform. Uh, it's sort of like a salon in that way mm-hmm. where you rent a chair. You basically are renting the pool <laughs> or the locker room mirrors. I don't uh-huh. know. You renting something. <laughs> But the fees are exorbitant in a lot of places. If you do a private room where you're not supposed to fuck them, but mm-hmm. they probably expect you to fuck them, it costs a lot of money. They'll take a huge chunk. If you're at one of these upscale clubs in Manhattan and you get a you get a customer to buy a private room for like mm-hmm. $2,000. You see what, 200 of it? Not that bad, but it's like ugly. Like I might mm-hmm. get a grand. You know, it's it fucking it it blows. And uh, And then there's other things that people are like, you got to keep your toes done, your nails done. It costs so much money. You got to get your hair done. The makeup Uh, is very expensive. It's it's so expensive. Uh, The shoes, the shoes don't last long. The shoes don't last long. I've had to replace uh, those like, you know, they're like stripper shoes. There are all these stores that. Pleasers. Yeah, the pleaser. Oh, you you know your business. Oh, I (laughs) take a pole dancing class and I'm, I am very interested in stripping. I think it's a very interesting thing. Not a thing I would do in my 30s, but it's a very 20s solution for money. I want to. I want to strip in your thirties. I sure do. You would. I want to get good enough that I could just do it one night a week and then donate that money to like the downtown women's shelter. You or would actually do it. Yes. You know, like I feel like I was foolish and arrogant uh-huh. enough to not be nervous about what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Like I, it wasn't like the the bravery that teenagers have, but there's still something about you in your twenties that you're braver than. Well, in my twenties, okay. I spent it covering up. Not oh, I like see. I wasn't wear like big baggy clothes or anything. I would just wear like a skin tight turtleneck and I'd be like, at least it's covered. <laughs> uh, but now I'm just like, oh, people see the fat, whether it's covered or not. Mm-hmm. I don't care anymore. Right. Oh, you feel freer. Yes. Mm. I was very not unhappy with my body, but I felt like the world was unhappy with my body. So mm-hmm. I covered it up in my 20s. Uh, yeah. Like 
it's it's so strange because it's simultaneously the bravest and the weakest you'll be. I what, think. in your 20s? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, because you're still trying to, like, figure shit out. You're still trying to figure shit out. You're dumb enough to think that you have figured it out because mm-hmm. you remember what you were like when you were 15. Yes. So you're like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm great now. Mm-hmm. I'm 23. I'm not 16 anymore. <laughs> Which is so funny to think 23 is an adult. Yes. <laughs> you're not an adult yet. No, I'm still not an adult. I'm barely an adult. That's why I fucking hate this town. It's trying to make me grow up. You just nest here. You do yeah. you do grown shit like budget and, yeah. and, and get groceries and stuff. Yeah. I you know, but maybe there's something magical about the struggle of this state or uh-huh. this town. Maybe there's something like beautiful about being broke and like <laughs> constantly just in the sun when you're broke. <laughs> you know? Because when I was broke, I was in Brooklyn and uh-huh. broke and cold is a different thing. That isn't magical mm-hmm. or beautiful. So I <laughs> maybe there's something attractive about broken LA I mean, that I, Ooh, that sounds terrible. I no, shouldn't have said that. No, I get it. Broken cold is different. It's different. And being broke in New York is different than being it's broke different. out here. I don't know what broke it out here is well, sort of. A little bit. I'm mm-hmm. not good with money. <laughs> but you know, it's such a car town. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to drive. I grew up. You don't have a license? No, I don't have uh, ever been behind a steering wheel. (laughs) It's honestly, it's not hard. I'm so scared. So, where did you grow up? Did you grow up in New York? Yeah, I grew up in Brooklyn. Oh, I didn't know you were born and raised in Brooklyn. Yeah. So, it explains a lot. It explains so much. Yes, I'm not of a car culture. No. And I don't like when it's sunny and niggas is smiling all day. (laughs) I don't know what to do. It's a very stressful situation. <laughs> Your joy it's, is impressive, it's truly. very funny. <laughs> it brings me so much joy to hear this because I had the same mindset for a very long time because I lived in New York from 18 to 26, I think. Okay. 27. Those are, first of all, those are very formative years yes. as well. So it's not mm-hmm. even just like, okay, a long time, but it's like, when you really become you, mm-hmm. you know. But then I moved out here and I was like, yo, people are truly wild. <laughs> people are crazy here. They, like, they you'll are. stay out all night in New York, but like nobody's going to be like, come to my mansion up in the hills and we'll snort coke all night. And you're like, this is why, this is <laughs> too much. Okay, so I'm going to sound so basic when I tell this story. It's not actually not even a good story, but mm. whatever. I went to a, I didn't even do anything cool. I went to a screening mm-hmm. at a mansion. And I go to this thing and I like the, the lift driver just starts going up a hill and it says Mount Olympus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go watch uh-huh. a, a movie that will be released next month uh-huh. in someone's private yeah. screening room. On, Mount on the Olympus. top. Yes. Atop a hill that Zeus chills mm-hmm. in. <laughs> That's what? a lie, okay? Like, why Why? Why would it's I ever do that? sunny people and mountains. <laughs> exactly. I don't want that. I want it <laughs> yeah. flat and there are concrete buildings and no one owns, like, structures created by Gaia or whatever. That's crazy. You said before we started recording that you hope to leave L.A. so you can get fucked again. Yes. Are you not having sex out here? No. What are you looking for out here? Or like, what are you looking for in general? Um, a black person. <laughs> <laughs> who, who also likes black women. Uh-huh. So that negates uh, this whole honestly, city. Honestly, it cuts out a lot of people. <laughs> uh, whenever I see uh, black couples, I always get really excited. Because <laughs> I'm like, how did you find each other? How, no, on some real shit. I think I've seen since I've been mm-hmm. on the West Coast. I've been on the West Coast for two years and a month right now. Mm-hmm. Two years, yeah, exactly one month. And I've seen exactly like three black couples. Uh-huh. And I think they've all in, imported their boyfriend yeah. from the East Coast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we run in a... You're, do you live on the East Side? No, I live on in Hollywood. Well, that's the east side. Is that the east side? I think. There's East Hollywood. 
Well, yeah, there's East Hollywood, but I think Hollywood's part of the East Side. <laughs> I just know you gotta go to like, like Crenshaw to see black people together. Yes. And and I have gone down there. <laughs> I feel crazy. You can't be touring black people like that. That's <laughs> nuts. <laughs> but I have gone down to like Inglewood or mm-hmm. whatever. And it's great. Like I've had a great time. You, I can't be in the back of somebody's car 45 minutes. Yeah, that's to do thing. anything. Uh-huh. So the sprawling nature of this city has really interfered with my mm-hmm. ability to finesse dick. Mm-hmm. And like, <laughs> no, truly, I use, I can finesse, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not like a stunner, but I can charm. And I haven't been able to do it because I'm just not, I have a no whites under Trump rule. Mm-hmm. And so. <laughs> so you haven't fucked nobody in the last four years? No, not, not four or years. No, I mean like a white person. Uh, I got. I don't want to lie to you, so let me think really hard. <laughs> when Trump got elected, was that dude? There was a hot British dude who okay. was like, who was like twenty one to my twenty eight, and I'm trying to remember if that was October or November. See, he don't count because he was British. Okay, okay. Yeah, so then no whites under Trump. I have done a good motherfucking job. <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> I once, um, this was years and years ago when I first moved here. I was talking to this dude on an app, and then he was like, come to my house. And I was like, all right. He gives me the address, and it is a solid 45 minutes in the valley. <laughs> nope. And I got in my car. I buckled up, yeah. and I said, let's you do did? this. I went all the way out there, and it wasn't good. <laughs> And I think that is one of the main differences between like my 20s mm-hmm. and now yep. 15 minutes is the most I'm <laughs> traveling for you. 20 minutes if I'm pressed, but I can't be in the car for 45 minutes and not know if the well, dick is good. But also in your 30s, you know, like good dick matters, it right? It does. And in my 20s. I was so delighted mm. to be having sex, you know. Uh-huh. I was so delighted that people wanted to put it in me, you mm-hmm. know. That, like, I could go for a long ride to get mm. some mediocre mm. dick. But we're not mm. doing that now. No. I know what an orgasm feels like. Yes. You know, we ain't got time. <laughs> no. An hour in a car with a no. Greek cab no. driver. Thank Just so you. you give me awkward dick. <laughs> uh, are you on the apps currently? No. I oh. I hate, I really hate them. I hate them so much because um, I am a better in person kind of person. Mm-hmm. Just in general, in my life, whatever. <laughs> I am so obnoxious online and in person I like to think I'm pretty decent mm-hmm. but and then I'm gonna find out that that's not true <laughs> you're gonna be like actually you suck in person too <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding no I do um, but like yeah so it's crazy you can reduce people to these you know keywords that they choose mm-hmm. so that the algorithm or whatever will make you hit on them and then uh Maybe I don't look good in this one picture. And then suddenly a dude that I know I could bag no Mm -hmm. problem (laughs) if I like giggled in his direction Mm -hmm. or even if I brushed his shoulder on the subway gets to swipe left on me. That ain't fair. That's not fair at all. It's rude. It's so rude. And I'll sit there and I'll be like, nah, you bugging this one. Did it match with me? (laughs) You lying, Hinge. Why are you lying? (laughs) It'll be that or, you know, like all those like stats where it's like mm-hmm. Asian men and black, black women. Black women were right at the bottom. And it's like, I, I don't need that today. So mm-hmm. I stay off of them. And then of course, I would never be on dating apps in Lost Motherfucking Angeles. <laughs> like crazy. I, actor, 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 PA, yeah. actor, actor. Why? <laughs> yeah, because that's who lives here. I wish I was stronger. <laughs> Are you having a good time? No. <laughs> no, it's awful. It's truly the worst. Um, <laughs> everyone is wild. So you spent your 20s in New York. Yeah. Yes. Was dating easier in your 20s in New York than well, it is? Well, what is dating, right? Dating is 
I mean, my definition of dating has evolved. Okay. <laughs> I never made like set plans yeah. for drinks with people. Yeah, I never dated if no. that's what dating is. I would like meet people and be like, oh, we're having drinks. Isn't this a fun time? <laughs> and then it's like, oh, are we going to fuck? Okay. <laughs> this seems fun too. I I never dated so much as I just smashed my friends. Mm. So it's a lot of like, <laughs> there was a lot of like people who I've known since childhood or have known like they're like tertiary friends, friends mm-hmm. of friends that didn't think I was close to hot when I was growing up. But we're like, she has a mouth when I turned like 22 oh. or something. And uh, so I would just like smash those guys or, you know, I'm a stand up comic. Do you get chuckle fuckers? Uh, no. I used to smash other stand-up comics. Oh, which is, uh, bad. bad. No, it is terrible. It's, it's There's it's nothing horrendous. worse than walking into a green room and being like, I have slept with more than half of these people. <laughs> this it's, it's, isn't good. It's kind of a more regular occurrence than anyone would like to admit. I agree. And I think I spent because I started stand up at 21 and I got self esteem sorta at 29. <laughs> so I think I smashed primarily comics or 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 um wasted time on is what I would mm-hmm. say. I uh, maybe like the latter four or five years of that. I slept with a lot of comedians in my early 20s, and truly looking back, not one was a good choice. <laughs> Like, none of them were, oh, wow. Like, look at them now. <laughs> you know, I, I really wait. missed the boat on that one. Oh, wait, time out. Let me run. Yo, I'm trying to think of if I smash somebody and they've blown up or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, is there anybody? I'm like, yo, this nigga, I, like, blew him in, in 20. I blew him right into stardom. <laughs> I did see someone that I had smashed in a commercial uh-huh. uh, maybe like two weeks ago. And I was mm. like, you know, good for him. <laughs> I have a friend who was hit on by like a pretty, he's a pretty famous actor at this point. Okay. But they had like come up together and there was like flirting or whatever. And then maybe, maybe they like hooked up a little bit. But then she ultimately like turned him down and now he is huge. Oh no. I know. <laughs> and the thing like uh I don't it's not a comedian, but I have someone who not like was nobody, but he wasn't famous. And then I was like his third favorite New York shorty. Mm-hmm. And then he like blew like he's stupid famous uh-huh. now. And it's so Weird, because I'm like, damn, I'm the bitch who used to fuck X uh-huh. when I used to be hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, fucking faint. It's because what do you do? What do you do with your life? You're like, oh, I, my life is post X person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like oh, I'm 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 chasing dreams and dicks that are, that uh, I often wonder about the dudes I like hooked up with in bars. If they've seen that I'm yeah. like moderately oh successful, they are de- and they're like they are destroyed. Damn. They are devastated. They are devastated. They're devastated. I always wonder. No, they are devastated. <laughs> I promise. Delight in that, please. Because Thank you. I like. I remember, uh, like boys would hurt my feelings, and mm-hmm. I would be like, I'd be like. You done fucked up now because when I'm famous mm-hmm. and I finally mm-hmm. get a TV set. I'm going to do a joke about this shit and I'm going to say your name. I love that you want to say these people's names. Well, I, you I petty will, as fuck. I, first of all, when I finally got something that would be on TV, mm-hmm. I didn't forgot the nigga's name. You know, sorry. <laughs> I'm an N-word user, guys. It's fine. I don't use it because I feel like I sound like I'm hate criming myself. <laughs> I just don't have the voice to pull it off. And I'll tell you something. I have spent many of moments in front of my mirror <laughs> practicing saying it in case it comes up in a script and I just like want to be ready. 
It's very embarrassing. Like you're gonna kill me. <laughs> and I'm sorry. I yeah, I do it a lot. Like Easy. alone in my car, I'll just I'll like <laughs> I'm like, is this like what white people go through? Like but like it's okay for me just, to say it. Just like driving somewhere secrets. Uh-huh. I'm just like Oh, a red light, nigga. <laughs> See, it doesn't sound natural or good coming out of my mouth. But that's because you don't believe in yourself. Oh. I can hear it. You sound you sound so insecure. <laughs> because it just doesn't sound right. You're like, you're like, I shouldn't, nigga. Nigga. And I think it's specifically because I grew up around a bunch of white people who were like, we can't say it. And I was like, but I can. <laughs> and I guess I don't want to flaunt it. So <laughs> Whispered at yeah, home alone. You know, you can't be just out here just throwing around all this money when you, <laughs> you know, when you have it and no one else does. Yeah, it's rude. Uh, I used to be a not N-word sayer. Oh, yeah. But it sounds so good coming out of oh, your mouth. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I've. It's weird. I used to, so I didn't grow up around a bunch of uh, white people, but I uh, went to private school mm-hmm. in like, I don't know, sixth grade, seventh grade. And so from seventh grade on, I was in a predominantly white school and I was like around people who also shouldn't say it Mm -hmm. and didn't say it to me. Uh, So I don't want you guys to think that (laughs) (laughs) That you were just (laughs) getting called slurs at this private school. (laughs) Exactly. They write stuff like that on like Gossip Girl, but it didn't happen Mm -hmm. to me. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, like. I didn't say it. I thought it, you know, made us so undignified mm. to do such a thing. And I don't I don't disagree with the argument still. I just decided that it doesn't matter. And I really like rapping around, along with like Nicki Minaj and shit. Mm-hmm. So I guess we say nigga now. <laughs> I just wish it flowed out of my mouth more. <laughs> sometimes when I sing along to a song, it'll sound natural. And then sometimes in the mirror, I'll get one natural one. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, uh, keep going, keep well, practicing. That's why, well, so my rule for dating is no whites under Trump. Mm-hmm. But truly what happened was I used to date interracially all the time mm-hmm. because of my schools and people I, were around, I was around. I mean, I'm actually offering an explanation like I should, but it 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 did happen a lot. And I started like hooking up with uh, black men a lot more in part because I went natural and white men stopped noticing me completely. Oh. Yeah. But I feel like that's like, I feel like white men love a natural woman. Yes, but I'm a bald natural. I'm uh. not like a big ethnically ambiguous mm. Afro natural. I'm a close cropped 4C who your barber miss mm-hmm. when I get hollered at <laughs> on the train. On the- <laughs> so. so. Yeah, that's come on. Very funny. <laughs> it's for true. some dude to yell at you. Yo, who's your barber? Who's your barber? <laughs> constantly, constantly. So as soon as I went natural, it was like suddenly super invisible. And so I went natural maybe like ooh, when I was 24. Mm-hmm. Like I just was at work and on a whim just like went to the barbershop around the corner from my job and never talked to any of those people. Mm-hmm. Just was like, I don't feel like having this anymore. I had a short little Halle Berry kind of cut, like mm-hmm. me along on Fresh Prince. And then I shaved it off and then white men didn't notice mm-hmm. me anymore <laughs> at all. And uh, except for international white men. like uh, Well, international white men love a black woman. With a with a close dude. They don't give a shit what's on your head. Yes, they or into Or on it. your face. They don't care. It's it's It was the French and... The Germans who were mm. into me after that, but I used to bag like, ugh, ugh, I'm so embarrassed. Who is this person? <laughs> I went to Princeton undergrad, and I say undergrad like I went to grad or even finished Princeton because I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but I like. How the, long were you at Princeton? I was there. I have I have two and a half semesters left. Wait. No, I did. I oh, did too. Okay. <laughs> but then, uh, not to get heavy, you get sexually assaulted, and then suddenly you can't do school. It I happens. Mean, it does, and it's a very serious thing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and so you know, niggas gotta leave. But mm-hmm. before before that, I was dating like baseball players and 
uh, you know, dudes who wore like pink polos and mm. went to work for Barclays, mm. the bank, not the NBA <laughs> stadium. <laughs> not the Barclays Center? <laughs> not a janitor at the Barclays Center? <laughs> and uh, so, uh, so like I used to bad guys like that, the kind of dudes who would be, you know, on The Bachelor or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, not that fine. No, I didn't mean it like that. I just meant they dressed similarly. No, no, I get it. And I went to high school with people who look like that. So mm-hmm. then when I started, like, when I was in New York in my 20s, I'd be like, ah, that's what I saw in high school. That's what I want to date now. And then <laughs> Why? you'd be like, oh, I don't know, because you're like, that's what I went to high school with. So, like, I guess that's what I date. Mm-hmm. And then you'd be like, oh, I don't want to date someone with a popped collar polo. No, no. And... Like, uh, it's rude to ask you how old you are. 32 but, or 33 or 34. Okay, one of those three. I don't know anymore. <laughs> well, I I'm refuse 32. to remember. Okay, I, you know you're brave because I'm sitting here like 32 in <laughs> two months. Well, I tried very hard to keep my age off the internet because it affects casting. It's yeah. not a vanity thing. Oh, uh, yeah. And it's I just don't want a casting director to go, oh, she looks young, but we know she's older. Do you remember when Nicki Minaj had to lie when she first came out? I think about Nicki no. Minaj quite a bit. And I'm just you have realized mentioned that. her a couple twice, of times. Twice. Wait, already. why did she? She said she was younger or older? Yeah, she said she was younger. Mm, well, yeah, you have to because then. Everybody, everyone likes a young woman. Nobody yes, gives a shit about how old men are. can you imagine being that good at rap and I having know. to decide to lie yeah. about your age? Like, like for all of us, I mean, I'm, I have no desire to do any of that on camera <laughs> shit that you people do. <laughs> I genuinely love all of your views. <laughs> because it's not like it's not the exact opposite but it's just so you're like oh i want to write i have no desire to be on camera i don't want to do that why would i do that <laughs> because i don't because, know <laughs> I, love I mean it. god bless you <laughs> <laughs> but like all of that uh people looking at you and saying stuff yeah people are very mean they're so mean if my mom smiles at me funny i'm here like in shambles i'm gonna let whole strangers who don't know me but call me ugly. But you get to do fun things. Specifically on Black Lady Sketch Show, there's a scene where I turn around in a chair. It's real simple. But I'm like moving my feet a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you won't clock it unless you're really watching. <laughs> and it's real dumb. <laughs> and Dime was like, do you want to do that again normal? And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I made a choice. But then she kept the weird one in. <laughs> That's why I do acting. <laughs> so I can just go, look at that dumb shit I did. <laughs> and you're really good at it. And you're really talented. And I'm probably speaking from a very insecure place. But I don't know. Just scrutiny. I, oh, that's another reason I don't like this city. Because the sun feels oppressive in that way. Mm-hmm. Where you're just on display. I can never just have a hoodie up. No. And like, because people are going to think that. That like, you're like somebody famous. Or no. Or no. Yes. I was thinking the exact opposite. Oh. Where they're going to be like, uh, bitch, it's 80 degrees outside. <laughs> if you hide, like you, you, you're, you're on something. But I don't know. Where are we going to get, where am I going to get dick? I don't know where you're going to get dick. I honestly, I will, I, I, I'm having a hard time wrapping my mind around the fact that you have a hard time getting dick because you're like a light skinned, beautiful black woman. Oh, that's very nice of and you I'm to say like, not the light skinned part, but the other. Well, I mean, colorism like, is a real no, thing. I just don't like that that's true. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Uh, like you could you could do blackface and <laughs> be just as dark as no, me. No, 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 no. I just mean I don't like that it's true that I oh. should have a better shot at it. Ah, but I sense. know this is true. I know what I look. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I I know that in certain uh, spaces I have privilege. I just mm-hmm. hate that that's the truth. So I didn't want it to seem like I was saying thank you for calling me light skin. <laughs> You're like, thank you, I am light-skinned. Thank you. <laughs> that was what I was trying to clarify. A lot of white people listen to this. I'll tell you something. Colorism is where... It's a very lighter, big thing. Lighter people are treated just a little bit better than the a darker little people. Bit. Well, there's the paper bag test. Which okay. Is, uh, okay. If you're lighter than a paper bag, you get to be in the house. So it's 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 crazy. It'll be like, if you're lighter than a paper bag, you get to be in a sorority. Mm-hmm. You, get to, you get to come eat at You'd this. be an AKA. <laughs> 
I ain't say it. <laughs> Don't jump me. I ain't say it. There's gonna be a bunch of AKs who can, like come after me. <laughs> <laughs> I just know my cousins, which sorority they were in. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. Or like my parents are Nigerian and. Uh, there's a lot of bleaching your skin that goes on mm-hmm. and uh, and I'm not a skin bleacher I just happen to be this color and it's mm-hmm. wild how differently people not well yeah differently and they comment a lot you would it's uh-huh. sad well it's interesting because you get to hear more of it than I do I feel like what I don't mean I don't think people comment on skin color around at me at all because I'm say dark yeah, so yeah. it's just like you're dark and then, like, I feel like when you're lighter, sometimes people be like, oh, you're because you're mixed or whatever. And it's like, no, I'm not mixed. <laughs> not at all. My mom was very light. My mom was, like, a little lighter than you. Mm-hmm. And then my dad was, take him out at night and you lose him. Uh, he was very dark. And my mom used to tell me, she was like, oh, I would pray that you and your sister came out the same color. Yeah. Because she was like, I don't want one of my kids to be treated better yes, than the other. That's, like, that's so interesting. I have an older brother who we have the same face, me and him and my mom, we all have the same face. And my brother is like, we like wouldn't even shop the same makeup brand, Mm -hmm. you know? And he's so much darker than I am. And it's wild. He's a man. So fortunately for Mm -hmm. him, it's not treated with the same disdain. Mm -hmm. Like people really, really don't fuck with dark skinned women. It's terrible. It's wild. It's really bad. I'm like, why? It because you know the teaching you to hate is like it's you know like I am aware of the privilege that I have as a light skinned woman. Mm-hmm. So when even black dudes don't like me, I'm like, what are y'all really on? <laughs> you don't even like light skinned bitches out here, damn. <laughs> it's like, what exactly do you want? <laughs> Just want to thank our sponsor for this episode, BET's 20s. Your 20s are a work of art. I don't think I could move back to New York unless I had a stupid amount of money. Uh, Yeah. Like but, stupid. But I know how to be a broke stripper in New York, so I'll be good. I know how to do that. And I've won settlement money, and I have more settlement money coming. For what? For these strip clubs. Wait, you sued a strip club? No, I didn't. I joined a class action lawsuit. Oh. I've joined several at this point. (laughs) (laughs) I just like the image of you (laughs) on your computer searching for class action lawsuits (laughs) and signing up for them and be like, that's how I'll get paid. I wish that that was what it was because that'd be a better story, but... There, apparently there are all these labor laws that these uh, strip clubs are violating yes. and you know the whole thing I told you they take all these fees mm-hmm. they call us independent contractors and they treat us yes. like full time workers and, and so they don't give you health insurance yep. which is so stupid yep and so all of these like I won settlement money from like one of the biggest chains in the country because they were doing it and then all the like actually the like one of the biggest money making hottest bitches in there started a lawsuit. Really, I, I quit the place owing them money because I couldn't uh-huh. afford. I wasn't making enough money. But some girl who was taking in Mad Bank sued him. <laughs> she was like, "I should be making more." Yeah, she was like, "I should be but a millionaire." Like, I love that. <laughs> I love I it too. Love that. Like it's so wild to me that the clubs make so much money when it's like. These women are, like, literally breaking their bodies. Yes, breaking their bodies. And as much as it doesn't look like it, especially when you you see, like, an Amber Rose or Cardi B or whatever, make it. Mm-hmm. And then you see all the videos, like, a Black China, people raining money on them. People think strippers make way more than yeah. they do. And they actually make below minimum wage mm-hmm. most strippers mm-hmm. annually. If you just—but cash feels fast, you know? Yes. And when you're dumb and you're in your— Youth and oh my god, my whole thing was always like I would always pretend that I was paying for school. I'm just paying for school, you guys. And, and that's so, what you would tell dudes. Oh yeah, I was trying to be like the intellect. <laughs> I was trying to be the intellectual stripper. Did you wear glasses? <laughs> no, I didn't do that. I sh- oh my god, that's my favorite. Like fuck you for for meeting me fucking glasses. eight years late, and then like like soft curls in their hair and they're like I'm just like paying for school I'm like you're so innocent 
<laughs> Why weren't you my stripper manager? I could have done it. <laughs> I would have loved to have done it. Wait, till, I would have gotten you paid too. You, oh my I love God. getting money from people. You should have. Wait, so then, okay, so you wasn't stripping. What no. were you doing? Uh, in my Besides early twenties, I worked to make in uh, in a clothing store. I worked at Lane Bryant. Mm-hmm. Which, oh, which one? The one on Thirty Fourth. Well, it's oh. closed now. It was on Thirty Fourth between Fifth and Broadway. Oh, I got excited because my mom used to take me with her to the one in downtown Brooklyn, oh, in Fulton, Fulton Mall. Uh-huh. Yes, and so I just got really fond memories. Them girls were rough. <laughs> they would send me over there, and I'd be like, I don't fit in here. <laughs> Because they'd always be like, you weird as fuck. And I'm like, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> were they were they, were they they mean? Yes. <laughs> Sometimes they would be so mean to me. But I get it. Like, I am a very strange person. <laughs> like, I fully understand it. I would, like, dance in the aisles. Like, I have always been just, like, marching to the beat of my own drum that I'm making the sound for out loud. Uh, and you're just, like, yeah. doing fucking characters with the leopard bras uh-huh. or whatever. Yeah, and then, like, we would, uh, they would, like, have us try to get people to sign up for these awful credit cards. Mm-hmm. So the credit card, truly, like, the APR on it was so shitty. It was like, mm-hmm. you would never pay this down. Do you know that I'm so bad with money, I don't know what APR means. <laughs> Let's- it is... Uh, annual percentage rate? No, That's someone, be someone it. will correct me, and someone is gonna be mad at me <laughs> for not knowing that it is annual percentage rate. Thank you, Mars. Yes, uh, but yeah, it's like uh, the percentage that you pay, uh, like annual. I don't oh, know. Okay, got but it. Also, like the interest and stuff. Okay, so it's like if you spend a hundred dollars on the card and you paid the minimum. The minimum would make it up in interest in the APR. Oh, dear. So, like, you would just be barely paying off this card. Yeah, yeah, okay. But, Your like, standard yes. payday loan type shit. Yes. Got it. But Lane Bryant wanted you to get these cards. <laughs> keep these little fat ladies in debt. <laughs> So me in my early twenties, you doing your own people like that? Yes, that's fucked yes, up. Yes, my own little fatties. <laughs> I'd be like, "Come on, you want a card?" And then finally, I was like, "If you get the card, pay it off in full today. Mm-hmm. If you were gonna buy it on your debit card or your actual credit card, right. where you get points or something, mm-hmm. pay it off." And then I got in trouble. Wow, they fired you for giving game. Mm-hmm. That's corny. Mm-hmm. That's corny. Fuck them. Ugh, Lane Bryant. Wait, so were you? Did you ever like? So I'm very fascinated. Uh, I was about to say something. I ooh, you can say it. Can I say it? Yes. Okay. So I have I have not fucked for money uh, <laughs> as a stripper or uh-huh. in general. I have not fucked for money. I want to be clear. I have not fucked for money. <laughs> not that it's a bad thing. I didn't do it. The way you came up on the mic. <laughs> I just want because I was just like, oh my god, my mom don't even know how to do Patreon uh-huh. or whatever. But I have not <laughs> fucked for money. Bonus episode. Are you asking if I fucked for no, money? No, no, no. I wasn't gonna ask. I was gonna ask, have you met anybody? Because I uh, was saying, like, having a public facing job. Mm-hmm. Do you smash people you met at work? And then I realized what saying that about myself implicated. Mm-hmm. And I have smashed people I met at stripping work, mm-hmm. but I didn't smash them because I <laughs> met them at stripping work. And so I so you you were prof- having sex for free, yes, <laughs> but you were meeting them at a place where maybe they would pay for yes, it. Yes, and I, get I that. wanted to make that distinction clear before I asked you in your not stripper job if you've met people at work and smashed them. Um, when I worked at Lane Bryant, I would meet a lot of creepy boyfriends. So like she'd be in the fitting room. He can't be in the fitting room. He'd be like, so um, the panties here are big. And that's nice. And you're like, okay, my friend, you gotta stop talking to me. And one time I was, this was like, I was 21 or 22, mm-hmm. but I was walking to Lane Bryant, my job at the time. And this man stopped me. He was like, you are gorgeous. And mm-hmm. I was like, me? And he was like, yes. Are you a model? And I was like, me? And he was like, you should be a model for my website. And I said, oh, okay. I'm nervous. He hands me the business cards for BustyBabyDolls.com. And I was like, what's BustyBabyDolls.com? Yeah. I was like, 
Also, I'm not busty. <laughs> and then got home, opened my Dell computer up because I had a big crunchy Dell and go to www.bustybabydolls.com and it's fully porn. And I was like, oh no, <laughs> who wants me to do porn? And I never responded to him, but I still have the business card. Well, so first of all, love that you still have the business card. Is it like laminated? Did you put it up no. somewhere? No, I just have, I've kept it. Is it, it in your wallet? No, it's not in my wallet. It's like <laughs> on my dresser and oh. it's just been in like a a cup for the last decade of my life. Okay. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, One, two, why didn't you do bustybabydolls.com? I think I was, okay. it was, okay. I had never seen like BBW porn. Okay. And I had never, I knew that fat women got fucked. Mm -hmm. I just didn't know if it ever happened on camera. And, <laughs> and it was shocking. <laughs> like, I remember being so scandalized. I was like, I can't believe. And then like, I still hadn't accepted my body yet. And I couldn't believe that these women were like fully naked and oh, really? fucking on camera. I was like, this is nuts. What, like, what, where, what were you feeling? Were you feeling negative feelings? It wasn't you were feeling negative, positive? But were it you was, feeling it was wonderment. Confusion, wonderment. And a little bit of confusion. That's so dope. And then I went to work the next day and I was like, oh, he's a little fatties fuck. <laughs> I was like, she fucks? She, I almost just said someone's name, but I was like, thank God I <laughs> had the wherewithal to not say that name. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was very Wait, interesting. So now, do you start walking with a little more swag? Like Sometimes I do. Like I was just in Italy and the Italian men loved me. So then I got back here and I was like, you bitches aren't shit. <laughs> I'm the shit. But it was just, it was weird. So like, it was a very much an awakening because I never got hit on in high school. Mm -hmm. I never had a boyfriend in high school. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't have sex until I was like 21 or 19, 20. Um, Wait, those are three ages. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And are you trying to throw off everybody who's not sure if you're no, 31 no, no. to 36? No, I actually don't know. But <laughs> okay. I, why I, did you lose it drunkenly? I lost it very drunk in a restaurant where I later got a job at. Uh, they say don't fuck where you eat, but uh, they never say don't fuck where you work later. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I honestly cannot pick the man out of a lineup. Like I, His name was Elvis. <laughs> and that was the first man named Elvis I fucked. Wait, I fucked two Elvises in my 20s. You lying. There are no people named out. There are not even two Elvises. Two. You're, wait, in the same state? New York City. You fucked two Elvises. Two Elvises in New, in New York, York City. City. So I went to elementary school with an Elvis in New York City. Oh my God, I wonder if it's the same person. Did you smash the same Elvis? He grew up to be... Um, Will you bleep this out, Mars? A <laughs> it's going to be one long bleep. <laughs> Here, use this sound. <laughs> How annoying. The second Elvis was also not black. The well, the first, the second Elvis was who I just said. The first Elvis was Arabic. He was some sort of tan. He was not white, and he was Elvis not black. Is a common South American name. Oh, maybe he was South American or Latino. I've like I know that there are Elvises out there in the world, mm -hmm. but Arabic is blowing my mind. I, he, he was like he was. Brown, tannish. He had like long curly hair, I think. I'd have to ask my friend Evan, who was like, Are you sure you want to do this? <laughs> and I was like, Let me in the bathroom. Let's, okay. What? You like fucking in the bathroom? I fucked him in the bathroom. Uh, truly, if I could go back in time, I would say, Wait for a bed. <laughs> At the very least, wait for, yeah, bed. wait for a bed. A bed. Wait for him to buy at least one two drink. drinks. Oh, he only bought the one. I think he bought one, if that. If that. Yeah, and it was very Did you fast. decide there was something special about him, or you just felt like, we gotta do it tonight? Honestly, if I remember correctly, he was trying to leave the bar, and I was like, you're cute. 
he was like, you're cute. And he was like, do you want to make out? And I said, yes. And then all of a sudden we were going to the bathroom and my friend Evan was like, I think no. And I was like, get your fucking face out of my business. So wait, so you, so you, so Evan uh-huh. was the barrier between you and uh, your yes. broken hymen. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, Evan was and like, all please, he had to do, please don't do this. All he had to do was stop you from going to that uh-huh. That's all he had to do. Uh, and now Elvis owns your hymen. Elvis broke my little hymen. <laughs> yeah, and it was also quick. Oh, wait. It was so quick. Because, like, we were drunk. You were drunk. You were probably, he was probably, like, 21, too. Something like that. Okay. And I remember after being, like, after it was done, I was like, that's it? That's what people make a big deal about? Oh, I know. Isn't that, isn't that su- I was just mm-hmm. thinking about this the other day, like, Honestly, I I'm so angry at how much terrible sex I was having. Oh yeah. For such a fucking long time. I I would say I just started having good sex 2 years ago. Uh I was like sleeping with someone on and off for 3 years that was like very good, but they were a very bad person. Mm-hmm. So like that was the good sex I was having in my 20s, but like theoretically it was not cuz it was attached to a bunch of baggage. Uh, yes. But like baggage free good sex I had, did not start having till I've never had baggage free good sex 2 years ago. Yeah. There's no it's it doesn't it doesn't come. Like the the best sex in my life is truly the most toxic person I can ever think really? of. Really? No, truly. And um He's a hotep. Do you do you got a hotep? A hotep. What is that? A hotep is one. It's of like the, Egyptian shit. Well, yes. So it sort of comes from that. The, I think the slur people they'll call it a slur, but it's just super woke to the point that they're psycho. Like they're <laughs> they're like you know conspiracy theoried out. Mm-hmm. We were all kings in Africa, kind of thing. But weren't we? <laughs> No, we wasn't all kings. Oh, That's I guess not that makes no sense. Works. <laughs> no, no, you're fully right. Some of us, some think of us were there peasants. were lots of feudal states, you know. <laughs> but like you know, just like that type of shit and toxic, also human. I've learned in retrospect that I think they call people like that malignant narcissists. Oh, and uh. The best dick I ever got, ever, 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 ever. Is- I still think about it, and that shit ended <laughs> years ago. And I, I, it's it's wrong that men don't learn how to think about whether or not a woman is feeling pleasure until well into their. 20s probably their 30s and so yeah like there's a bunch of us just out in these streets being 20 something and taking bad dick Uh with regularity and it's terrible i just did a show at a college where i hadn't taken my add medicine so i was truly just bouncing all over the place (laughs) and i got into a tangent where i was like you have to eat women out and for like i don't know good like Three minutes. You I was need like, to. You have to, and you like, to. tell your friends. No, like, tell them. Go down on women. Ask women if they're okay. Yeah. Ask them if they're enjoying this. That's not an ad ADD <laughs> thing. That is a telling the truth thing. And if anything, your ADD meds was hating <laughs> and trying to keep you from getting the truth out to your girls. Like maybe. It, it's, but uh, yeah, it's, it's it's astonishing how just generally speaking, we're not encouraged to explore our bodies or even considered that we should be having sex for our own pleasure. Mm-hmm. And that's a hard thing to learn by yourself when you're in your 20s. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know what happened to me was I think maybe I was like 26 or something. And I read an article. It was older, but I was that age and I read an article somewhere where Halle Berry said that she uh, uses her fingers when she's fucking because she will never make the mistake of letting it be the man's responsibility to make her come Mm -hmm. ever again and it changed my fucking life I mean yeah changed it listen like fucking like yeah make sure you come when you're having Mm -hmm. sex there is some some dude or woman or whomever is your partner, but I'm talking about a 
straight relationships in particular at the moment because they are a special breed of not giving a fuck about whether or not you come. Uh-huh. So, but like truly that I don't even know how I stumbled upon it, wh- what brought me there, but I love it. It really is like the difference maker, honestly. Yeah, I think if I could go back and like tell 20s Nicole anything would be like make sure you come make sure you come I've never lied about coming I have I've lied oh fuck yeah I have faked wow so many orgasms I just don't know when it would happen (laughs) (laughs) like at the end in the middle when are you going oh I don't when I don't want it no more (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh, you're oh. done. Oh, you have to be done. Oh, this is too good. No, oh. it's, it's more like uh, 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 I'm. I'm. You, you gotta stop. I'm so sensitive. <laughs> no, I just like I'll be like, ooh, yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Like, did you come? No. Oh, you never were uh, afraid to say that. No, if you're gonna ask me if I came. You deserve the answer. You told the truth. Yes, but now, I guess this started maybe two years ago, three years ago. I'm like, I will, if you don't go down on me, I'll rub one out myself. I'll, like, if you're not doing the business, I'll start doing the business. So then you get the idea that you got to do the business. And men in particular get very... so Like, not self-conscious, but they... It's like the Halle Berryism where she's (laughs) like, I'll play with myself... So I'm like making myself come, but like when you start doing that, like okay, Amber Rose taught me this. Okay, what did Amber Rose? Teach Amber you? Rose said, uh, "When you are on your knees blowing a dude, prop one foot up and start rubbing your clit, mm-hmm. because then they get like excited that like you're getting yourself and them off, okay. and then they'll probably go down on you like immediately after. Oh my god, it has worked." <laughs> every time almost every time holy shit like because i mean they get excited they're like oh uh you're doing something i never thought of doing oh my god mm-hmm. oh that okay okay because okay because when i'm in my finger i meant like during penetration like uh, anytime making sure okay um, any old time because that was a thing i didn't learn uh, I used to be a stripper, so this is going to sound... Well, actually, it probably won't sound like anything, but I was raised by Nigerian Muslims. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't a lot of uh, liberal conversation about sex or, like, female pleasure mm-hmm. or, you know, demanding respect for men. You know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of, like, uh, yeah, your nigga's probably going to treat you terrible, so... <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's what black women are taught. Yeah, no, he's. I think almost terror, all of us are like, just yes. you know, you stay there because that's what you do. Yeah, you made a commitment to him. Mm-hmm. You stay. No, it was crazy. Like I wasn't even in relationships with people, or and no one is trying to get me to go back to my terrible habits. So I don't mm-hmm. even know if I'm better now. I just know I'm not doing things. I'm not doing the same things because I'm not doing anything at all. But like, there was a lot of like. Not expecting better for myself because, you know, I wasn't successful in the way that I wanted to be or whatever. And so I would, like, hook up with a lot of guys who were doing well, who mm-hmm. were doing fine. Oh. And, and But because I had certain standards because mm-hmm. I know what the expectations expectations have been for me. I did well in school. I had gone to Princeton. I We all thought I was going to be a lawyer. And so I was dating people, or not dating, I was getting fucked terribly by people (laughs) who were on similar tracks Mm -hmm. or who had done the thing that I was expected to do. And uh, there was a lot of, like, not demanding he made me come because I didn't deserve Uh an orgasm from a person who had done the thing I had failed at doing. Mm -hmm. Or, like... I did a lot of uh, sticking with people who were treating me terribly because there wasn't going to be anybody else who would want me at all. So I would just take it what I would get. And I think I learned that not just as a person who had been derailed at school or whatever, but also it was like a like I feel like I learned blackly. Like I learned mm-hmm. as a black woman, you stick with an ancient person or mm-hmm. a person who's terrible because 
nobody else is coming along to get you. I feel like we are just mm-hmm. pummeled with that kind of shit every day. Yeah, but the older I get, the more I'm like, somebody else will come. And if not, you're doing okay. Where did you find that? Because I'm still looking for it a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I talk about relationships at nauseum Mm -hmm. uh, during this podcast and therapy. I've been in therapy uh, for like two, two and a half years. Yeah, Is your therapist a black woman? She is not. She is a pretty woke white woman. Oh, cool. See, I'm nervous. Um, Well, she brought up like trauma that we hold just inherently. Mm -hmm. Like, it never occurred to me that like a lot of black people, you know, beat their kids because that has been trickled mm-hmm. down. That's how you keep people in line yeah, by hitting course. them. Of course. Uh, the stakes never are too high. Occurred to me. Yeah. Oh, it didn't. No. So she would say a lot of things like that that I was like, oh shit, okay. And then she's like pretty well read in like the black experience. Okay. And she whenever we speak, she'll be like, I'm not trying to tell you what you're feeling, but I think maybe it comes from X, Y, okay. and Z. Um, There's like a, and, yes. a reverence and an understanding. Yes. Because the one time I had a white woman therapist, she was also a mask presenting lesbian. Okay. So I was like, okay, you're twice a minority because you're a woman mm-hmm. and you're queer. You might be relatable. And she was. She told mm-hmm. me the best thing, actually. So I um, had gotten sexually assaulted at school, lost my mind, stopped like going to class. Just terrible. And I, uh, we were seeing each other and I was in an interracial relationship and there was a lot wrong with it. And Mm -hmm. it had like really just put me in a bad place. And she told me that, uh, and I, no one in my black life had ever told me this because I don't think anybody in my black life and my black dating interracially life at the time had ever thought long enough about me or black people enough to say this, but she was just like, you're the black person. You're the person of color in your relationship. You're the one in danger. They're trying to bring you into their world. They're not meeting you. They're trying to bring you into a world that you both know is hostile to you. It is his obligation to take care of you always and take more care of you than you need to take care of him. Damn. And I've never forgotten that in my life. I will never, I will never forget it. And I I think I was like 20. I don't think I really took her in. Mm-hmm. But I also am mind blown because I would never have expected that it was a white person who would tell me that. Mm-hmm. And that they would be so like right and like <laughs> be understanding. But I think it's because, you know, I don't know much about her personal life. They're not supposed to tell you. But I imagine mm-hmm. she encountered having to cross over into sort of more straight or heteronormative situations that would have been dangerous for her. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like. That's why like when people are. I have a lot of black friends who are very insistent on like, I need a black therapist. I'm like, I think you just need someone to talk to. Mm. And in the, you know, the middle of you finding that perfect black therapist, you can talk to a white person because sometimes they do. So while I'm on this journey, I can see other bitches. Yes, bitch. See some (laughs) other bitches. Right. Truly. I have enjoyed talking to you so much. I have too. You're a blast. Just want to thank our sponsor for this episode, BET's 20s. 20 centers around a queer aspiring screenwriter, Hattie, and then her two straight best friends, Marie and Nina, as they try to pursue professional dreams while testing the limits of diversity, equality, and inclusion in Los Angeles while they live separate lives. The girls lean on each other for guidance as they navigate a chaotic time of life. Your 20s are a work of art. Check out 20s on BET starting March 4th. Search and post on social with the hashtag 20s on BET. Oh, wait. Would you date me? Yeah, I think so. I don't like women, but I would date you. Thank you. If I were into women, I fucks Thank with you. it. I fucks with Thank you. Thank you. You're smart and you funny. Oh, my God. Do you have anything you want to promote? Um, No, just promote my self-esteem <laughs> <laughs> so that we can get it to a livable place. At uh, Ray Sonny on Twitter, I'll find out where I live and make moves there. Find out where I live? I don't know. You 
know? Don't tell these people no, that. No, I said, I'll find out where I live. I'll figure oh, out. I mean, whether it's New York or well, LA. Yeah. Okay. And then, I truly was like, please don't tell no, these strangers oh to God. find where you live. No, 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 no. They'll no, do no, it. No, I, no, please don't. <laughs> I, can't, I can't fight. Please don't. <laughs> well, if you like this episode of Why Won't You Date Me, you can subscribe, you can like it, you can rate it. If you send me something nasty, I'll read it. <laughs> This person said, I need you to ride me like a skateboard. Stand on me in the street. (laughs) I don't know why stand on me in the street is so funny. It's so funny. And also, Uh, so they're just under you looking at your labia in the middle of Sunset Boulevard. I guess. This is wonderful. Here's another one. Dear Nicole, if I was a man, I would thrust my penis so far inside that juicy puss that I would get lost in your wet vaginal canals and die there. I would come back as a ghost and live inside your body, (laughs) tickling your clit at random, random times until you scream, what a treat, what a dream. (laughs) Love the podcast and all you do. Please read this and pretend I'm not a minor. What? No! Uh, FBI, I ain't got shit to do with oh, that. Oh, no. I, uh, I, I hope, showed up. I hope you're an adult. Oh, boy. I really hope you're an adult. Mm, all right. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>